So now that I have your attention, good morning, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, since somebody said my name, my name is Raquel Desipira, and in behalf of the Center for the Partially Sighted and the San Fernando Valley Chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of California, we welcome you to the 2015 Best in Tech Conference. And uh, before we start our program, of course, we want to thank our sponsors and exhibitors today. We, uh, we want to thank AI Squared, CrowdVis, eSight, Freedom Scientific, Hims Incorporated, Humanware, they are our gold sponsors. And then, of course, we want to thank our other sponsors, Adoptive Voice, A.T. Cratter, Berryessa Designs, iTech Low Vision, Los Angeles Low Vision, Marquez Products for Independent Living, and Sweetman Systems. So all of those vendors are here today, all around the parameters of the, of the ballroom. So after the main presentation, you can go visit them. And if anyone needs assistance to go around the booth, um, just let us know or go outside by the registration desk and ask for a volunteer to walk you around, okay? Aside from that, we also want to thank Airs LA, the Audio Internet Reading Service of Los Angeles, for recording, for the recording the workshops this morning and also this main presentation. We want to thank all the staff of the Center for the Partially Sighted for helping us put together this event, especially Diane Christian. And we want to thank all the members of the San Fernando Valley Chapter of the NFP. And um, we want to thank Bernard Falcon for helping us with the website. All of the volunteers from the Santa Monica College of Alpha Gamma Sigma Honor Society that help you uh, uh, walk around and find your workshops. And, of course, I want to thank my volunteer leads this morning, John Picasso and Joseph Burton, for helping me make everything work well. <laughs> so, again, of course, thank you to all of you for being here. You guys woke up early on a Saturday morning to be here and attend the workshop and attend the Best in Tech. And thank you very much. And this is our seventh year for doing this. So thank you. So now our Master of Ceremony for today is Mr. Robert Steigel, the president of the San Fernando Valley Chapter. Thank you. Dr. Bill or Dr. Nagatani, would one of you like to talk about the Center for the Partial Sighted real quickly? Good morning, everybody. Thank you again for coming. Uh, my name is Dr. Brett Nagatani. I work for the Center for the Partially Sighted. And um, 
And uh, we, we see a lot of familiar faces out there, so thank you, thank you very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come in. Uh, this is a great event. Um, if you're not aware, you know, we are located right next door, so uh, come visit the booth. You can uh, talk to Diane over there, and she can give you pamphlets, and we're happy to continue to serve and uh, help all of you guys out with all of your uh, visual needs. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dr. Brett. <clears throat> thank you. A person that I've known for quite some time. He is known sometimes as Mr. C for Mr. Cellphone. Um, <laughs> that might give it away already. And um, he's going to talk about um, using the Uber app and other ride-sharing programs and how it helps him and his clients. So here is Julian Vargas. Hello, everybody. All right. Um, welcome to Best in Tech. This wasn't in the schedule, but I kind of think that given some recent events, it would be appropriate. Hopefully people don't mind. I think we should observe a small moment of silence in honor or in remembrance of the people in Paris. Many of you heard what happened. All right, so yeah, let's keep them in our memory and uh, hope that uh, things like that don't repeat themselves. All right, so for those of you who don't know, I uh, call myself a mobile assistive technology specialist. I focus very much on the mobile phones. Ever since I got my first uh, talking accessible phone, I, I knew from that day that uh, this, uh, I said back then that this is the future, and now it's we're here. It's if we're, <laughs> we're in it, and it's great. In the past, um, I've talked to you about things like uh, OCR apps, uh, GPS navigation, communication information, just all these things that we can do with these uh, mobile devices. It's really become a necessary Swiss army knife that most of us carry around these days. But um, I want to talk to you today about one of the latest additions in what I call my toolbox, my daily toolbox of daily living. Um, and it's these uh, ride-sharing apps. Um, in particular, I'm going to focus on Uber. I know there's other choices out there, Lyft, and I've used them, and it works pretty good as well, and myriad other ones out there that are just getting started. I think that's all part of this new uh, sharing economy that we live in. But um, what I think is really neat about this uh, new uh, type of uh, service is that, uh, at least in my opinion, it's an independence-enhancing tool and perhaps one of the best things that has happened to blind people in quite some time in terms of giving us the freedom to have more choices to get around. Because I think if you, if you ask most of us, uh, if we were to make a list of three wishes, I bet you most of us in that list would have a, a car that drives itself or the ability to just get from point A to point B like everybody else does and not necessarily have to rely on public transportation or the dreaded access services. <laughs> which we all have a love-hate relationship with. <laughs> so um, I, I just want to mention that um, the app is available on both iOS, which is iPhone, iPads, things like that, and Android. So um, it's usable on both platforms. It is very accessible. The setting it up is a breeze. You just uh, download the app. You go through the login process. You create an account. Uh, all they really want is just your uh, your name, your mobile number, because they have to be able to send you messages through that. 
um, and of course a uh, credit card number. Um, and that, from what I understand, now they even uh, work with Apple Pay now. So if you don't want to give a credit card number, you can use uh, Apple Pay. Because the idea of this is that it's cashless payments. You know, instead of having to worry about, oh, geez, do I have enough uh, money with me today? Do I have enough change? Or how do I know that uh, driver is really charging me what the meter says? It's, uh, it's really nice to just have this convenient way of doing it. Uh, another neat thing that it lets you do is split the fare. So let's say you and a bunch of friends want to go somewhere. Maybe that's a little farther. Uh, what's really nice is that you, you can go in on it with several people who are Uber users and split the fare for the trip. So for not a lot of money, you can, uh, you can get farther. Um, also, when you first uh, sign up, you can get a, a $20 credit if you were referred by someone. So if you know somebody who has Uber, uh, you can ask them for their uh, promo code and put it in. And you and them each get a $20 ride credit. If you don't have anybody to use, you can use my code, Julian V and the number 10. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to take uh, to give referrals. <laughs> but if, Julian, J-U-L-I-A-N, the letter V and the number 10. Somebody asked, so that's why I'm repeating. <laughs> anyway, um, but ask a friend or loved one, uh, use their code, and that way it helps you guys. What's neat about Uber is that uh, unlike cabs, where you call and, and, they, and you ask them, what's the nearest car, and they give you the, the uh, standard, oh, 5 to 15 minutes. And, you, of course, you don't really know that, that whether there's a vehicle or not. That's just their standard response. With Uber, you actually can see on the screen how far the nearest vehicle is from you, and it gives it to you in minutes. So it might say nears the vehicle five minutes away. And, of course, after you request your ride, you can keep looking at the screen, and it keeps refreshing the ETA. So uh, no longer are you relying on a dispatcher who may or may not be stringing you along. You're actually getting the real-time information, and you know how far that vehicle is from you. And, yes, you can contact the drivers as well, which is nice. You can uh, send them text messages or even call them by phone. Uh, which some people like to do to let them know, for example, I'm blind and I'm standing in front of the Cheesecake Factory, so can you please just let me know when you're here? Very helpful. So there's different levels of Uber service. So it's not a one-size-fits-all here. It just depends on uh, the occasion. The uh, The cheapest one is Uber X, And a lot of times uh, those tend to be little Priuses or Hondas or things like that. So it's it's the uh, it's the lowest price ride. Where available, like here in L.A., we have something called Uber Pool, which is actually based on UberX uh, UberX prices, and it's actually cheaper, uh, depending on how many other people t- they pick up. So it's kind of like uh, the idea of, of paratransit, where you can pick up other riders along the way. But I can tell you from my experience, the routes make a lot more sense than access. They do not take you 20 miles out of the way and give you this uh, BS that, oh, well, we, it's okay to do that because as long as we get you there by a certain time and it's comparable to a bus trip. They really, the rides really are along the way. Every one that I've had has been along the way, and it's been, it's been great. Uh, for example, one, uh, uh, earlier this year I went from the Valley to LAX, and it only cost me $20. And we had one drop-off in Santa Monica, which is along the way. So the next level up is SUV and XL, extra large. So this is when you maybe have a few extra friends that are going with you, or maybe you're going for a big shopping trip at Costco, 
and you want to make sure that you're going to have enough room to put all your stuff, uh, you can select this uh, trip. It does cost more. So understand that every time you go up a level, there's an increase in price. But um, you can see what that is before you book the trip and then decide, gee, is that worth it or maybe I can't swing this. I'll go back to UberX. And then, of course, when you really want to go in style, like say you're picking up a hot date, so, you know, you don't want to show up in a little uh, Prius or something like that. You you want to show up in a nice uh, black Lincoln or something like that. They've got a uh, black car and Lux for luxury. I think luxury, Lux is limousine or something close to that level. So, and of course, you're going to pay for that. But, again, uh, if you want to make that impression, sometimes it pays to uh, show up in a classy ride. Now, another level of service that they've recently added is called Access. Um, unfortunately, I, don't, I haven't seen very much availability every time I select the category because I'm always curious. But the idea with Access, it's supposed to be for uh, people who need wheelchair-accessible vehicle, so something a little larger, uh, like a van or something like that. I guess they're, uh, they're working on adding more drivers to that, but uh, it's nice to see that they're thinking about it. As I mentioned before, uh, when you uh, go and request a ride, you can select where you're starting from. You can also tell it where you're going. And then you can request a fare estimate. So it gives you an idea. It, it might give you something like 5 to $8 or 10 to $12. So as I mentioned, yeah, you, you, can, uh, you can get the fare estimate, and that gives you an idea of what you could expect to pay. With Uber Pool, uh, the estimate that you get is a binding estimate, which is nice because... Um, that way you have a little bit more of, a, uh, of an idea of what you really are going to be paying, where the other one, it gives you the disclaimer that it's based on uh, traffic and time and that that can vary. But at least it gives you an idea of what you should expect to pay. For those who are concerned about maybe the quality of drivers and security and things like that, um, every passenger, you, you can rate the driver when you're done with the ride, anywhere from a 1 to 5 rating. You can also leave a comment. So if you felt the driver went really uh, above and beyond what was expected, uh, you can rate the driver. Understand the drivers can rate you too, so be careful how you behave in the vehicle. <laughs> so, And I've also found that the writing to Uber via email, uh, they're very quick and responsive. Uh, they've been really good about resolving uh, fair disputes and some other things that have come up. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's good to know that, the, that they care. And that's something that you should uh, remember, that they do care and that you should let them know when things are good as well as when things are bad. The last thing I want to mention, too, is that uh, it lets you share the trip info and ETA with another person. So if you're uh, meeting somebody, you can actually send that information to them. And it sends them a link that they can click on. And if they can see, they can actually see on a map where your vehicle is. And it gives them an idea of when you're going to get there. So check out the Uber app. I, I think, it, in my opinion, it's the best uh tech solution that I've worked with this year. It's helped me get around. It's helped my clients get around a lot better. And uh, if you haven't tried it yet, go for it. Thank you, Julian. And just in case you're wondering and you thought of something when you were sitting there listening to Julian, all of the presenters will be up here after we're done when we open it up for the vendors. At that point, you can come up and you can ask any questions that you might have to these presenters. So hold on to your thoughts, your questions, and at the end, um, we will have a spot for them. So um, just want to let you know that. Um, we have six gold sponsors this morning. 
Um, and we thank them for being a sponsor. And what we want to do is in between the presenters, we'd like to have them come up and we're going to give them some time on the platform because they are a sponsor. They're making, they're helping to make this event possible. We appreciate them being here as well as the other um, vendors as well. But so I'm going to start off by having um, Kimberly Klein from AI Squared come up and give us a little talk about AI Squared. Thank, thank you very much. I'm really glad to be here. My name is Kimberly Klein. As he said, I'm with AI Squared. And um, actually, I live in Las Vegas. Our, our headquarters are in Vermont. We actually have three locations. We have our Vermont location where we focus on ZoomText, ZoomText Mac, Image Reader, Cam Reader, our large print keyboards, and our newest product. Does anybody know what it's called? Fusion. Say it louder. Fusion, Fusion, Fusion. Fusion. Okay. So, yes, that is our newest baby, and um, if you haven't had a chance to um, attend my presentation this morning or come by the booth, please do so. Um, I'm located where they're giving door prizes away. They put me in a good area over there. So just to, if you were facing that, it would be to the right of it, and then we also have A.T. Crowder right next to us, which is our master dealer here, which will be handling um, Fusion as well Um we don't, the product just released on Wednesday, so I don't have any trials, but you can go to our website and, and get those, uh, which is this www.zoomtext.com slash fusion. And I have flyers at the table for fusion as well. Um, and I'll be talking a little bit more about that. And I have some of our insulated cups and pens left, so those will be first come, first serve, whoever gets to the table when they let us go around to the different vendors. So let's talk about Fusion because we're really excited. My line, if you've been in some of my presentations, and I mean this, is, you know, I, I'm going to be a grandma, so I, I, I guess I've got the kid focus thing going on. But I, I always thought we had one of the best-looking kids in the neighborhood with ZoomText Magnifier Reader, but... Now that we've added the best of everything that's um, the screen reading portion that was in WindowWise into Fusion, so it's really Zoom text on steroids, um, I think we've got the best-looking kid anywhere now. So I'm really, really excited um, to talk about Fusion. Fusion is Zoom text mag, mag reader, and a full-blown screen reader. We do have full browse support as well. Um, we ship with more synthesizers than we have in the past. Our default synthesizer is Vocalizer Expressive, but you still get all the Neo speeches as well. Um, we've added a few features that are brand new that aren't in any of our products that you can only get when you purchase Fusion. And that is the Learning Center. Learning Center is probably what I'm most excited about, but I'm told people I'm not supposed to have favorite children, so I'm not supposed to say that. But I really like Learning Center because I'm a trainer at heart. And Learning Center allows you to have 50 different audio and video that are training components to the software. And it's not just to teach you how to use our software, which is great. It's just to teach you also how to use the web if you're, you know, trying to effectively surf the web. Also, if you're trying to use Windows, we do support Windows 7, Windows 8.1, and Windows 10. And I haven't used Windows 10. I was over on Douglas's computer a minute ago, not very smart over there. I didn't know what I was doing. I need to watch our webinar, and I need to actually get in there to the Learning Center portion and pay the and watch the actual presentation on Windows 10. So we've done a couple things within the Learning Center. Please feel free to come by the booth, and I'll be glad to show it to you. We've kept them as little clips. So the longest one is about five minutes because we want you to be able to watch it to learn how to do that and be able to use it immediately. Most of them are about two minutes long. Um, the great thing about the Learning Center is we're continually adding to it. So right now we have 50 
But let's say, you know, in a few more weeks we add five more, anybody that has Fusion will automatically get that. It's not like you have to purchase anything to get that. They automatically come to the software. Um, so you do need to be on the web because it is streaming. However, you do have the ability to save the actual um, file itself on your desktop or wherever. So if you want to play it later, I always let people know. I fly a lot, so it gives you the ability, if you don't have Wi-Fi service, to be able to play them later. So it's really, really a cool feature. We um, have actually made the videos magnified when we actually um, created them. So you don't even have to have ZoomText or a magnification software with it because they're magnified. Of course, let's say you, you can't see the screen at all and just want the text version. We have full-blown scripts. I know Douglas really likes that. We also have closed caption available for those of you that might be hard of hearing and that type of thing. So we tried to think of everything within that. The other cool thing is um, when you're using it, you have the ability to pause. You have the ability, let's say you're busy, you're at a job, and your boss comes in and you're you know not supposed to be working on <laughs> training. And, and having fun, you're supposed to be doing work. So let's say you have to stop. When your boss leaves the room, just pick right back up, and it'll remember exactly where you were. Not that I would, you know, want you not to be working at your job, but. So it has that. We have tutor mode, which teaches people that if they're switching from um, maybe not using the mouse as much, maybe they're wanting to start to use keystrokes. You have the ability to either mouse over something or have focus get there with keystrokes, and it will come and tutor you if you pause for two seconds. It will come and let you know what the keystrokes are to interact. Let's say you're on the desktop and you want to rename that icon, but you don't know how to do that. It'll come and tell you that it's F2 to do that. If you're in a dialog box, you don't know how to work with a checkbox. It'll tell you, you know, hit the space bar. It's going to actually help you learn keystrokes. So tutor mode is also new. We have page nav and... Um, we also have, um, in using Surfing the Web, you can use page navigation or you can use browse mode, and it's extremely fast. You'll love it, so make sure you come over and, and check that out. So the big thing about the product is if you have a progressive eye condition, it allows you to, to move forward. So once you learn a product, you're going to be able to stick with that product and use it forever because whether you lose all your vision and go to no vision, it's a full-blown screen reader. So we have something built in for everyone, and I'm going to wrap it up really quick because I just heard the timer go off, so I know I'm supposed to be quiet. But as Douglas says, I don't have a control key. He keeps hitting it, and I never shut up. Oh, he just told me I have a couple more minutes. Boy, I felt, well, well now that you said that, let me tell you. No. Um, the other thing that I wanted to share is, I don't know those of you that are not in the audience, if you're a trainer or maybe you even just work with your friends, and maybe you have no vision, but your friend has partial vision, and you're, you know, you're maybe a little better on the computer than they are, or you are a trainer and you're looking for lesson plans. The learning center is really, really great because you can go in there and assign them an assignment in there and say, hey, I want you to go to the learning center. Uh, look up how to um, go from heading to heading, and that's going to get them going in there and doing that, but you can even base your lesson plans off of that. So my background, again, is in training, so I was always trying to stay a day ahead of the students, you know, and I had a lot of students, and sometimes I wouldn't get their plans ready in advance, so that's really, really great. Um, come by the booth. Pricing for the actual product, pricing, um, I'm very excited about that as well. If you have um, any version of ZoomText at all to upgrade to Fusion, it's $399. It doesn't matter what version that you have. You just need to have a serial number. If you have any version of Window Eyes, a paid-for version, not the free version, but a paid-for version, um, it's $99. And then if you have none of those products at all and you just want to purchase Fusion, it's $999. 
So you're getting mag, mag reader, and a full-blown screen reader all in one So for that, for that great price. So thank you very much. If you have questions, we're here, and appreciate your time. Thank you, Kimberly. Yay. The next person is someone who I had the pleasure of just meeting this morning. He is the founder and chief software architect of Blue Panda Labs and is considered to a lot of people as a technology evangelist. He is going to be talking to us about the eyewear head-mounted distance and near-focus video magnifier. His name is Cherif Gamaj. Give him a great welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm probably going to pace around a little bit and probably run into things, but please forgive me. Um, it's pretty great stuff we're seeing this morning, huh? Like a lot of amazing things, a lot of interesting people, amazing demos, and people pushing the limits of what they can do with technology. And when he says technology evangelist, that's really what, what, what's important, right? What can we tell other people about that can make your life better? And I'm here to talk about eSight today because Dr. Bill invited me, and I was able to play with it and experience it, and I think it's, it's a great product. So um, what is the eSight? If you guys went to some of the lectures, you know, you know already. It's an electronic video magnifier, right? It has the two pieces, a head-mounted display and a control unit, and it doubles as a magnifier as well as a monocular. So that means that it helps you see things that are close by and things that are far away. And it's just great. And it's a, it gives you options that you wouldn't have otherwise. Anyway, that's about the technology. Well, how, does it, how does it help people? How can it help you? How can it help me? Um, the, the, typical, the typical use case is not, not typical. That means there's not one way to use it. Everybody uses it very differently. The, the poster child for eSight would be things you see on, like, their brochures, right? It's the, the lady who wants to see their, her baby for the first time. Or a man who wants to go to the park and read his newspaper again. Those things that are nice hobby stories that are, you know, one, one in a million. But that's the, the, the beauty of eSight is there is no poster child. It could be for anybody. So I'm Charith. I just turned 34. I have a startup company that I started five years ago. I teach at UCI to students, and I talk about technology, right? I just got married, and I moved to, and I moved to a new place. So how does eSight help me? eSight helps me not with those grandiose things like, oh, my God, I saw my baby for the first time. eSight helps me forget that I'm legally blind. I'm blind in one eye. I have bilateral, uh, bilateral retinoblastoma, which means basically double eye cancer, double whammy, right? So I'm legally blind in this eye, but I can function because I can use my vision and I've adapted myself to the world. eSight helps me forget that and deal with the problems I have like they weren't problems. Um, so let's go through a couple of examples, uh, the day-to-day -day stuff. Right. A couple of, couple of weeks ago, um, we had some clients come over, new clients for our company, and uh, we had to wine and dine them. Right, They wanted to see the area. This new place just opened down the street in the Orange Circle, if you not, guys know the area in Orange County. This nice little hipster joint where it's really hard to get into. 
And guess what? They have no set menu. You go in there, and the menu is way in the back, scrawled on some chalkboard that I can't even see. It's somewhere over there in the corner, right? They have no printed menu, can't get in the door. So for the longest time, I was really scared as a little kid. I couldn't go to places where I didn't have a menu and like be like, oh, I, I don't really feel like eating. Uh, could you please read the, the, the menu to me? And I just wouldn't do it. I was afraid. With things like eSight, I don't care. I can read that menu by zooming in while I'm outside the door waiting in line for two hours. That gives me the ability to w walk in there two hours later and say, hey, I want today's special because I read it. I read it myself from the, the blackboard in the back. I didn't need the printed menu. Nobody else needed to know what I did, and I feel confident about what I did. Okay? Yeah. So, a couple other things. Uh, for Halloween, we went to see The Lion King, the, the musical. Uh, it was amazing. It was a special presentation, again, down in Irvine at the Circus Center. And we had great seats because one of my friends is uh, in the Conductors Guild, and we were hooked up. But one reason... I couldn't enjoy it fully is because I realized halfway during the presentation, during the musical, that I couldn't tell the difference between Timon and Pumbaa, except by realizing one was big and one was small. If you know what they are in the musical, there are two animals. That's, one's a warthog, one's a meerkat. So with the eSight, I wouldn't have that problem. I could zoom in all the way and look at their lips. I could see who's singing, who's talking, see all the little visual gags that I would normally miss. I could zoom in to see one soloist if I wanted to and increase the brightness, or I could zoom all the way out to see the entire troupe dancing. I wouldn't feel like I'm an alien here in this group trying to experience what everybody else is experiencing. I can, I can be part of the audience and not interfere with anybody else. Um, those are kind of extreme examples, but what about the day-to-day? -day, right? I come home, it's a tired day, I'm hungry, I need to eat. What I do, I'm a man, wife's not here, go to the fridge, frozen burrito, right? It says red hot beef on it. That's the only thing I can read on there because it's in huge green writing, red hot beef. The designers who are crazy decided to make the whole burrito wrapping red because that's the only way you can tell it's hot, right? So I'm like, is this a 30 second burrito? or a five-minute burrito? Am I going to nuke it too long and it's going to explode? Or is it going to be that fun state everybody loves where it's half frozen and like the other part like burns your mouth? <laughs> Unfortunately, the instructions are written in like 0.6 font where my magnifying glass, the tiny one with like 10x magnification, doesn't work. It's gray text on a red background that's shiny. With the eSight, I could hold the burrito up snapshot it so it froze, freezes the image, and I can change the contrast and the colors, replace the red with a different color, and have white text on a black background. And I can say, that burrito, that burrito takes 30 seconds per side. And I can eat it and be like, wow, I didn't have to worry about eating my burrito. My wife comes home. And this is funny, we just moved in a new place, and I heard a sentence that I thought no man should ever hear. The TV you want to buy is too big. It's too big. So we had to compromise. But with a device like the eSight, I wouldn't have to. eSight has HDMI input. That means if I plug my HDMI cable for my DVD player, cable box, even my computer, I can have my own private TV that I can watch. And it's huge. It's right in front of my face. I can set the color, whatever, and not have to bother anybody else. Um, if there are people over that are watching game or something like that, 
I can make my TV as close to me or as further away as possible by adjusting the zoom level. And I can be part of the experience. I can read subtitles in a foreign film or anime without having to worry about, oh, hold on, pause it, let me get close to it and see it. Right? And that's the thing. I can lock the focus so if I look away, I look back and it's fine. So that's, that's the thing. It's the little things. I mean, I'm, I'm actually a techno technology futurist, right? That means the things I want to use today, they don't exist. I want something that has perfect focus, instant zooming that I can control with my mind. Something that is like free to use and something that works perfectly has 10, 10 day battery life. None of those things exist. That's Star Trek, right? Star Trek, the visor technology. But the people at companies like eSight are making things you can use today. They're not perfect but they're making amazing strides towards products that can actually help your da daily life. So I, uh, I encourage everybody, go and check out their product. See what it can do. See if it can help you. See if it can you know, solve your daily pr uh, problems and make you forget. Make you forget. Okay? So thank you, and I hope it, I hope it reminds you that it's a good time to be alive. Thank you, sir. All right. So, as you probably guessed it, we're going to have another gold sponsor come up and speak for a couple minutes. Hi, everybody. My name is Yvonne Felix. I'm from Eastside Eyewear. I'm here with Alex. She's in the back at our table. Uh, thank you very much, Sheriff, for talking about Eastside and giving people a little bit of a perspective. Um, I was one of the second. I was the second user to get Eastside uh, three years ago. Became before it became a per commercially available. Um, what I can tell you about eSight is that it is a head-mounted device that is mobile. And what I mean by mobile is that I don't have to sit plugged into a wall. I can basically, as long as I, ha as long as I have battery power, carry it with me to do things like travel, read signs, read menus, uh, talk to people, be able to see their facial expressions, and be able to interact in ways that I would normally, with low vision, not be able to uh, to do so, I guess I forgot to say I have Stargardt's disease, and I've had that for as long as I can remember. Um, I got eSight about three years ago, and the first time I tried it, I was able to see my family members. And what I mean by that is actually have an image where I could recognize their facial expressions. I could see that all that my husband and my two sons all had the same nose, not my nose. Poor, poor boys. Um, but it basically gave me access to information that I didn't have access to before. And I think that's what's important to know about eSight. Everyone has different ways of adapting and using the tools that have been created or innovated for us. And we also rely on ourselves to be our biggest advocates and adapt the way we need to. But what, what eSight does is it enhances that adaptation. And it is... It's something that people can choose to use or not choose to use, but it's important to know that being able to access information however we do um, is what we want to do, and eSight is something that I find the most useful. It is sort of my all-in-one tool. So instead of having 15 different devices that I use to bring with me, I just put this, strap this onto my head, and I go. And that's personally what I like about, and I think our 400 users to date would process possibly and probably agree with me. So I will hand this back to Robert, and thank you very much for giving me a couple minutes to talk about eSight. You're quite welcome. 
Esight is here this year for their first time, and we thank you for being a gold sponsor. If memory serves me, I think he's been he's presented at every best in tech we've had, um, and um, he um, works in the classroom. He's a VI teacher, and I think you guys probably all know him pretty well. He's going to talk about Google Docs on the iPads. Okay. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I uh, I do want to check out that east. I want to check out that eSight uh, device because I do want to see my beautiful wife and kids. It would be awesome. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit today about um, my classroom and what we're doing, and maybe you would like to uh, use some of this technology in your classroom or with your coworkers or uh, in some way or fashion. Um, a couple years ago, I was very excited about how iOS uh, entered my classroom and how our district jumped in with both feet. And it was uh, a little nerve-wracking because learning new things takes a lot of time. And, and we got, got up to speed and uh, very much enjoyed using iOS as a content-consuming device. And we're starting to use it now as a, you know, for uh, producing work. Um, Unfortunately, about a year and a half ago, our district, district jumped in with both feet and into the pool of Google and, and everything Google. I mean, Google Docs, Google Slides, presentations, and Chromebooks. Chromebooks are really nice, and uh, we, are, we are experimenting with them, but uh, getting into Chrome uh, or, or Google Docs seems to be the, the biggest target for us. My students are using Apexes and uh, Braille displays with um, iOS devices, and we are worried that you know the kids are um, getting these Chromebooks in the classroom. So, so what the what the district did was is they bought classroom sets of these Chromebooks, and they share them within grade levels. And they have these computers on wheels; they're cows, and they just push them from classroom to classroom. And they put a computer on every student's desk, and then they um, they do their assignments and then they share them with the teacher or they print them and they have access to the teacher. Well, what I found out is that uh, our students who are our Braille students are able to use their, their uh, note takers with their iPhones and iPads and, and they are able to do the same assignments in, in Google Docs. And what's really cool about that is that the students are able to uh, um, share documents with the teacher and the teacher is able to make comments and those comments are accessible directly in braille from their refreshable braille display and so there's direct communication between students and their teachers eliminating the need to have a VI teacher or a braille transcriber to get involved after the fact to have them you know make edits and so on so Google Docs and it's not perfect there's a lot to be done there's some glitches but it is amazing to see our blind students using their note takers with an iOS device and being able to have direct communication with their teachers in real time because you can share Google Docs with somebody and edit it in real time in addition to that they're also able to um, uh, collaborate with their peers so as group projects come up and doing research they're able to create a document and in a small group each student has a Chromebook and our students have their Braille note takers Bluetooth keyboards and their iOS devices and they're able to contribute to that document in real time which is amazing 
and I think that is just outstanding. Um, as a VI teacher, I thought that the computer was the way to go. I needed to have someday I was going to be able to hook up a, two Braille displays to a computer and be able to edit in real time with my students. But I'm finding that that's not necessary because I'm able to use my own iOS device with a Braille display to see what students are doing in real time and help them make editing decisions in real time while they're looking at their own Braille display. And that's pretty awesome if you ask me. And I'd say that's the best in tech for my students for 2015. Wouldn't you agree? Okay. But I have a best in tech for myself, and it has to do with hey, and then the word Siri, hey, you who. And hey, you who has made my life very, uh, I look a little more organized <laughs> because I'm getting older. I get more responsibilities. I, I don't know what's, it's just I'm getting older and more forgetful. I'm getting more to do. Um, and I'm constantly making notes. And uh, so what I do now is I say, hey, you who, make a note to call Mrs. Gibson or to contact Mrs. Gibson. What is the, the, ver the test that she's going to be giving on Monday, which version of it, and make sure I have it available in Braille to go Monday morning. And then I can that saves the note on my iPhone, and it syncs across all of my iOS de devices. I can send that as a text message to myself or to the teacher directly. Just making notes became very, very easy with just by saying, hey, you who, do this for me. Um, in addition to that, I find that I'm, needed, I'm needing to make reminders all the time. Um, What's cool about Hey YooHoo is uh, you can, and I say that because I imagine some people have that feature turned on their phone, and if I say Hey, and then Siri, it'll all, they'll all go off. What I do is I will say, when I, Hey YooHoo, um, when I get home, remind me to look for that Amazon app, see if it was delivered. And so you can have reminders based upon your location or time. Um, I'll say, remind me at 6 o'clock on Thursday that it's uh, street sweeping day. Make sure we don't park car on the street. So before I leave at 6 o'clock in the morning, I get a reminder that reminds me. Um, I do a lot of um, uh, to-do lists, projects, IEPs. So I also found that making to-do lists is very simple to do with iOS. Just say, hey, and then, or just use Siri, say, make list uh, camping. And then I can say, add to list, get firewood, clean the tent. That would be my bell. So, so basically what I want to say is that I can make, make these to-do lists, I can make reminders, and I can uh, have them all pop up on my phone whenever I want them to. And what I found is that as I go through my day, I'm looking at my iPhone, the unlock screen, and I can look at all of the events all of the reminders that I need to have done, and I can just ask Siri, hey, what are my events for the day? What are my reminders? And it will read them all to me. It makes it so that I don't have to do it the old-fashioned way. And the old-fashioned way was I had a Victor Stream or a book board, and I was recording notes all day long. Then I would go and I'd put them into the computer and hope to remember where I put them so I could read them and go do them. Now I have them all in my pocket on my iPhone, and that is my best in tech for 2015.